something to offer. You will hear about Let's schemes in South East London. Let's stands for Local Exchange and Trading Schemes. These give people the opportunity to trade skills or goods without cash changing hands. Liz Shepherd, one of the founders of Let's in the UK, explains what attracted her to the idea. I come from a very large family, and I know the value of families in terms of support of all different kinds. And of course, many many people don't have access to anything like that. Increasingly, we're an atomized society. Life becomes increasingly difficult and, and expensive, and it's no wonder that we get this sort of polarization with people ending up on the street because there isn't that kind of informal safety net. My initial attraction to Let's, I suppose, was to try to develop something that was independent of the general economic situation. I was looking at things like the debt problem not just the third world debt but the debt problem for people in this country interest owed to the banks and how the poverty trap works and seeing that so many people were caught in this trap looking for a way a self-help way a cooperative way where people could assist one another without having to go to the banks and trying to build on the notion of um, almost create an extended family. I hadn't quite grasped that Let's had evolved more from grassroots communities, from communities that are interested mostly in green politics and perhaps people who are interested in cashless societies. Jan Hurst is a Let's development officer in an anti-poverty team in Greenwich. She hopes to broaden the application of the scheme. Let's for me is a very useful tool for community development. The issue for me is around where people are participating um, and where they're doing that they're actually excluding other people especially if it's people who are involved in something with shared interests. Greenwich Council has adopted a community development approach to LETS which is really to raise the profile about the scheme um, expose the scheme to the, the widest community so people, all people have the opportunity to join if that's what they want to do. For Peter Jones, Let's enables him to trade his skills for things his family needs. He's been taking part in a scheme based on an estate in Greenwich. Well, I joined Let's because I've got certain skills. I'm a qualified mechanical engineer as well as qualified electronics engineer. After I had my accident, I couldn't go back into the mechanical because I've got a bad back now and I can't lift very heavy things. Then I saw this notice in the window in this council office and it was called the... Farrier Neighbourhood Project at that time. And then from there, they said, well, we're thinking about starting up something called Let's. And I said, well, what's Let's? And um, she said, well, it basically it's like bartering system that you use your skills to do jobs for other people. So I said, oh, well, that's interesting, you know, we'll get the kitchen decorated and I can do things for other people without it actually costing me an arm and a leg to do it. And um, it basically went on from there. Right, I'll show you how to run this. Peter has been passing on computer skills to Roger Bunker, a member of another Greenwich Let's group. Control Amiga Amiga, isn't it? Reset. Yes. Peter's been very good because we've both got the interest in Amiga computers. And Peter's actually got rid of his Amiga and gone on to PC. But he still enjoys 
playing with the Amiga because the Amiga is a lot of fun. And he's teaching me at the same time because even though I've had an Amiga for a long time, there's a lot of it I still don't understand. It's um, it's not really a trade. It's developed much more than that. It's become a real friendship, I think. It now thinks it's a 500. Oh, I see, yeah. So now your kind words programme will work. Oh, magic. Hopefully sometime I'll be able to help him with something and repay him that way. To pay for his computer classes, Roger hasn't parted with any cash. Instead, scheme members exchange Let's Units. Our group uses keys, Peter's group uses squares, and it doesn't really matter because I give him so many keys, he can use them with our Let's group. And I believe there is a sort of banking system where we can exchange keys for squares and triangles or whatever else the other groups use. Rather like being in the Euro. <laughs> Roger is partially sighted. He joined a Let's group with a specific need in mind. He and his fiancée, Rachel, were planning their marriage. We was hoping to find some help for the wedding, like the wedding cars, uh, help with the catering, that kind of thing. And we decided that we would try to earn some keys and see if we could get people to do our flowers and pay for our flowers that way. I've got an old lady I go to, Vera, and I do her garden for her. I went to her to earn keys to pay for what I needed because I didn't want to work on a deficit. Let's often suits people who aren't always in the mainstream of society. Liz Shepherd. Let's is very much designed for people who are outside of the the mainstream jobs economy, if you like. It's something that, because it uses people's time, can appeal very readily to people who are either unemployed or perhaps have young children or retired or disabled. There are a lot of people in Let's with disabilities. And because Let's is very much a supportive community. It's not something that's imposing the stringency of the marketplace on people. It's very good for everyone who's outside of that. People who don't fit into neat categories can find Let's very, very empowering sort of ladder, if you like. And because it doesn't impose demands on that individual, it allows that individual to offer what they can and to be self-motivating in terms of what they're offering. Jenny Hurst, Roger Bunker's wife Rachel and Vera Ushamulla are all part of a Greenwich Let's scheme called Let's Get Together, set up by disabled and non-disabled people. They explain how it's been useful to them. Let's Get Together is for disabled people, their friends and family. But apart from that, it's just the same as any other Let's scheme. We do have people with all different impairments or no impairments at all. It's just the same as anywhere else. It, it works the same. There are quite a few things that I wanted, some practical things, as I was, I'm disabled, so it's difficult doing practical things like painting, decorating, gardening, that type of thing. And the person at Let's Desk said that she needed someone to do the administration. I'm good with computers, so I thought, yeah, I can do that. Disabled people, I feel, uh, find it difficult to offer skills and goods on the same level 
as non-disabled people. So it is good because you can offer skills which you might not think you have. There are some people on the Let's Get Together scheme that offer counselling. They are disabled people themselves, so if a disabled person is looking for counselling, it's often a good role model to be counselled by disabled people. Obviously, interested in like, disability issues and being registered by society myself, same as Roger is as well. Um, well, we thought we'd offer things... Roger wanted like, things like gardening. He was willing to offer that, and he's got things, a few things that he could hire out, like the typewriter and the lawnmower and things like that. I wasn't really sure. I just wanted to help help people, so I'd be willing to do like shopping and, and companionship and uh, pet sitting because I like animals and just mainly to help people out if they wanted it, really. I think I've come more out, out of myself, to be honest, because um, I go out once a week, maybe twice a week, to help with in the office to, with the lets and meet the people. I think it's helped me a great deal. It's been very uh, interesting because I did meet a lot of people that way in the uh, meetings that we've had. And it's been very nice. This lady had, uh, she had a friend who was going to have a baby and she didn't know how to knit. And so uh, I showed her on the knitting how to knit and then I knitted uh, as much as I could. That was a great help because she couldn't get understand the pattern and I could show her that. And so at that time I was going to visit my daughter and so she they came her both husband and wife and helped me with the luggage you know when you're alone there are little things you never realize how much is it like for carpeting somebody to help you roll a carpet down or someone to paint the rooms or the garden and uh, or to even put up a picture and uh, let's comes in very handy. It becomes more of a, you become more friendlier and, you can, you know, people can depend on you for little things that they can't come up and talk to someone who's completely a stranger. OK, so now we're actually connected to the internet. I'm emailing my son. He's in Australia. Well, the good thing with email is it doesn't cost a lot of money because if you're trying to phone Australia, yes, it does cost quite a lot. Yeah. Now I, I write the... I type out the letter. Yeah, that's right. Yes. OK, so you've done the uh, email address. Do you want to say what the subject is? Anxious to contact me as soon as possible. Send and receive. Yeah, yeah. that's it. And then just double-click. Yeah. OK, and there you go. It says sent. Oh, yeah, it's sent already. Yeah. <laughs> Let's originated without any funding from government. Let's, in, certainly in this country, started very much with the perspective of self-help, independence, not needing injections of money. And very many people in Let's have held to that consistently. Now, that side of it, that, that development of the cooperative um, people-centred approach has been very important in LETS. But when people have stood back and looked at what is the overall objective of LETS, if you're looking at something that is independent, then the purpose really is to build independence, to, to, build, to build capacity. And 
as a tool, the potential for helping with impoverished communities is is very vast. But I think as we know, impoverished communities have a history of certainly disillusionment with the latest schemes that have come in. Um, there is a sense that they, you know, perhaps most people, all, all that most people want to do is to get off the estate, get out of that community, um, and a perception that whatever resources the community has are either beaten up or available perhaps for black money. So, you know, you're dealing with a lot of problems and barriers to be overcome. Jenny Hurst also thinks that the ease or otherwise of setting up a let scheme depends to a large extent on the community involved. In an area like Greenwich, there are a lot of estates where people have difficulty trusting neighbours and trusting people around them. So you do need to build up trust. We use um, markets and social events to bring people together so they can see who they're going to be trading with. I think in middle-class areas that people are more inclined to trust each other. They have the same background, they have the same hopes and wishes. In an area like this, where there's a lot of poverty, people like to keep to themselves, they don't want to trust other people. So in areas like this, you do need to build more confidence to allow people to trade with each other. Jan Hurst recognises that when promoting a new idea, it's important to work with local people. If you don't listen and respond to community needs, the initiative will not be supported. This, I think, requires creative problem-solving and a willingness to work in messy situations at time. For example, when I first approached um, a low-income area to see whether people were interested in setting up a LETS, they thought LETS was a good idea, but there are a whole load of things as why they didn't think it could, could happen without addressing issues, for example, around safety. People weren't happy about having their names and telephone numbers in directories, as most other lets in the UK do. And so we had to stop and think how we might resolve that so that we can help people to save money and create a community network. And they came up with the idea of using ID cards. So that's where the council has been really useful, providing the resources necessary. Liz believes that Let's has achieved much since its inception and her hopes are that it will provide radical solutions for local economies in the future. What Let's could achieve in the future is, I think, pretty immense. I mean, what I would like to see personally would be for Let's to be something that is woven into life, um, which, which really acts as um, a new sector in the sort of people's lives. I mean, I've sort of alluded to the market, the workplace, and then there's the home and the family. And the home, family and community element is something that there's a great sense of wanting to get back to. When you look at how many people are involved in voluntary work, for example, in their local community, it's actually the the number of hours that people put in on a voluntary basis is bigger than the number of hours that's put in into the market economy. So people's values are certainly with what we're aiming for. Um, And it's a question of can we coordinate that to an even greater extent? Can we see the formation of a community economy where 
the volunteer effort that's going in is coordinated so that people are not reinventing the wheel, people are not working in isolation, and we're building something in a cooperative way that actually amounts to a new form of, of local economy. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.